Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Reds. Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is full-time Reds. It is our third show of the season. It has finished at St. James's Park. Newcastle 1, Liverpool 2 in one of the most wonderful smash-and-grab fashions you could ever possibly hope for. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Chris Brack. Chris, some game of football. That's what we do, mate. Beating Newcastle in injury time. It's kind of a done thing now, isn't it? You know, and I made up that the Newcastle assistant manager got karma because I did see him when the red card was telling Klopp to shush and he was being his usual arrogant self, which I think this is why people don't like Newcastle. It's actually not Eddie Howe. It's the prick he has next to him who wants to be... The real coach. coach. Who wants to be sent to Yeah, well, he was made a real coach once and he lasted fucking no time, didn't he? Shit. So, yeah, that was gloriously shit outry. What a win. Darwin... You know, that's his moment. I'm hoping that to kick off. And to be fair, mate, you and me have talked about this a few times off air. Is my big question for Liverpool was always, yeah, it's great. We've got some nice players coming in. We're starting to look there, but have we got the bollocks when it gets tough? That's the big chess for team. It's all right beating sides and like, have you got the bollocks when it gets tough? That's two games in a row now where Liverpool have been brilliant, but twice now, 10 men had to do something. And this one is a lot bigger win because <laughs> Newcastle away Newcastle don't lose many games at home they're ahead they know what they know what they're doing to try and get a result and all I'd say for Darwin is the biggest compliment I give them is those two finishes was like watching Alan Shearer finish and yeah that is the biggest compliment you get it was like the best of the first one that was like watching Shearer hit a ball it was ridiculous unreal a fair play to Liverpool because we'll get into it they were absolutely shite for the first half. <laughs> Absolute dog turd. And to be honest, yeah. I was made up. It was only 1-0. Uh, but listen, they did what we've always wanted them to do when they're not playing well is keep yourself in the game, keep yourself with a chance. 
and me and Kev were messaging each other and we just said, look, 10 minutes to go. Then you go for broke, then go, fuck it. If you're going to lose, lose big. But do it in the last 10 minutes. And look, rode a bit of luck. But listen, they made, they made hey, and listen, big big props to the manager because um, he's often criticised for his substitutions. I thought all the subs did really well. But should we start with the lineup? Because that's where we normally like to go and go from there. That is, that is normally where we start. Yeah, I, I sorry, let me just crack the beer open. Sorry. Yeah, do not worry. We are going to get back to waxing lyrical about Darwin Nunez's exploits in this game. So, lineups drop. Obviously, Ibu Kanate picked up a bit of a muscle injury uh, in the week. It looks like he's now going to be out until after the international break, which is Liverpool, like Liverpool, a, Liverpool. We still felt a bit deal until about the 33rd minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, we, we go with uh, Allison and goal, Trent and Robertson at the fullbacks. Joel Matip comes in alongside of Virgil van Dijk. What would you make of the choices, Joel over Joe Gomez? Um, truthfully, I thought he'd have gone with Gomez just for his pace if we're going to carry on with, with this hybrid system because Joe can play right back and he's got more pace than Matip. But I think a stat came up from Andrew Beasley. I think it was last year. Um, Van Dyke and Matip have played something like five, or, I think it was eight games together where they played a full 90 and they won six, drawn two. So, you know, he's quite comfortable with Matip. It's just as long as Matip didn't get exposed one on one. Which, to be fair, I thought we actually hit Matic for lack of pace pretty well. And to be fair to John, he did fine. The only other question was, it was who's going to play through the middle. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing Darwin start. I'm a bit of a thing for, like, well, he scored there last year, a bit of confidence. And I don't think their centre-backs particularly like somebody who's big and pacey. Mm-hmm. I think they, don't think that plays to their strengths. But, listen, you can't knock Gakpo starting. He's like, he's played well. We've we've played him out of position for two games. It's a bit harsh to say, we've played him position for two games. We're dropping now. You know, so... All in all, apart from probably I might have gone Gomez for Matip, but it's a bit of a flip of a coin. I was all right. Yeah, I was the same way. Personally, I would have I would have opted for Joe Gomez, but I just pretty much dollars to donuts that Klopp was going to go with Joe on Matip. It seems that's, to uh, be that he's third choice. Uh, apparently, that's eight years and counting up in Newcastle. Last time they beat us, they had Steve McLaren as their manager. Yeah, well, I do have some uh, some stats here for it. So it was the 50th appearance for Luis Diaz. Uh, not his most shining of uh, appearances not for his, the Reds. Not his, not his fault, to be fair. So. Yeah, it was the uh, first first start from the or first appearance from the get go for Endo, who came in at the six, and McAllister getting his first start in his preferred eight position. But we were 13 league games undefeated against Newcastle coming into this, and our last loss at them was in 2013 or 2015. Pardon me. So there's your eight years. Genie Genie Wilder scoring the winning goals. Really? Look at that. Because the season after we bought Genie off them, Uh, we actually now, including last season, we're actually now in a run of 14 Premier League games undefeated. The longest run in the league. 11 wins and three draws, and that's since we put in this hybrid system. Which look. It's not perfect. It does give you a bit hair and scare them. But the one thing we are doing this new system and with the players, well, we're creating a lot of chances. You're always now going, I can't ever see Liverpool not get, I can't ever see Liverpool getting nil in the goals column. Yeah. Nil, nil in the defence column would be nice. But, you know, we'll, we'll one step at a time, I suppose. Yeah, I would, I would highly suggest taking Liverpool defenders out of your uh, FPL teams because it does not Definitely. look like there's going to be a lot of clean sheets coming for the no. Reds. So, uh, good fun to watch, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Newcastle come out, third game in a row, exact same starting 11, uh, getting to be very easy to pick what the Newcastle starting starting 11 is going to be. I think long-term that's going to be a problem for them. Yeah, because just like it was with Arsenal. That starting 11 is really strong, and it is. But when you start doing three games a week, 
you can't keep playing start the, the same eleven. I think mm-hmm. Arsenal got the same problem because Arsenal got got away with it last year because in Europa League the draw they got, you can play kids and drop half your first team, so it, you don't really need to have that. But there's no way they if they keep playing the same eleven regularly with only a couple of change a couple of changes until Christmas, that team's going to fall over. Yeah, you know. So this is where they're going to have to come on the bench. So listen, they brought in, you know Harvey Barnes is a decent option out wide, but I'm not. I'm thinking midfield option wise, they haven't got. I don't think got as much depth sentiment as they probably need for a Champions League run. So I mean, we, Elliot, Elliot Anderson and Sean Longstaff are uh, pretty far chasm away from Bruno Guimaraes, Joe Ellington, and Sandro Tonali. So I would agree with you there. So we get into the game, and really the uh, first moment of incident, five minutes in, Anthony Gordon bundles Trent in the back, no free kick, Trent slides out of bounds and lobs the ball back at Anthony Gordon and picks up a yellow card for time-wasting yeah. descent. This way it's frustrating because it is it is a yellow because they've said this year that they don't like time wasting. They don't want you throwing the ball away, showing lack of discipline. And I get all that. And But I'm a bit like, they're too focused on like the nitty-gritty, niggly things. How about the official gets the fucking foul right first? He's, put, he's nearly put me into the fucking stand. And he's going, but you can't react to a horrendous decision. That's where I think it needs to be a bit more common sense, uh, which probably I think that's where Trent loses his head and... You know, some people's eyes, he's a bit lucky with the golden one. I don't think it's actually that much of a foul. But I think I was mentioning you, which is, after you've just been booked, the crowd's up. A minute later, don't give them a, an option. Anything. Anything. Because you're just asking then, you know. And listen, we all know Gary Neville was fucking, wax, you know, getting all excited. He thought Trent might get sent off, you know. But you can, you're kind of playing to the game a little bit there. That's, I thought with Trent's a bit naive. A little bit naive. See, and he's vice-captain now, so... He doesn't really get away with that sort of level of naivety now. He's got to, he's got to sort of big boy boots now and you know play play the role of a vice captain. And yeah, I think I think at I think to that at times today he was mentality was a little bit lacking with with taking responsibility. I think he just needs to wake up a little bit more personally. Well, he uh, there's a very good chance he'll be leading the team out as captain uh, against Aston Villa next weekend. So hopefully, it's hundred percent chance he's leaving now because that's never getting rescinded that red card. Yeah, well, we'll we get on, do, we'll talk we'll about that, that. that. That's never getting rescinded. No, I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, just shortly thereafter, I mean, obviously Newcastle were going to do the thing that you're supposed to do when a fullback picks up a booking in the first five minutes of the game, and that's just to go at him and go at him and go at him and go at him. He did really, I didn't did he? even. I didn't think it was even a foul. Like, Anthony Gordon goes down like he just took uh, Jordan Pickford's swinging left hook to the face. And really, Trent's arm just comes up on his shoulder and he goes down easy. But, you know, St. James's Park, everybody's got their blood boiling at that point. Everybody's screaming for the yellow card. All the players and coaches on the Newcastle bench are all screaming for the yellow card. Which is thankfully, every Premier, it's every Premier League away game. You, you know, I'm not being funny. Trent's been in the side a long time now. He's not, he may be young in age, but he's mature enough footballer to know. Come on, you know the game for away games. You know, unless we, they all fell for this shit last year. So, you know, and Kev's right. Not every foul is a booking, but the, and it's right. But that seems to be the thing now. If it's a if it's a foul, it's a booking, and that's not always the case. Sometimes it's just a foul, and that's it. You know, we get a booking for accumulations. You know, unless yeah. it's cynical. But well, we'll I mean, you you don't we'll always come, get we'll come, you. We'll come on to cynical. We'll come on to cynical because I'll be honest. Um, the lack of consistency is really frustrating, but we'll come to that. Yeah, uh, it's, I believe there's one certain Joellington that might get mentioned in there. Uh, so after the second yellow card incident with Trent, all of a sudden you see Joe Gomez warming up on the sidelines. And I saw that and I was like, holy shit, this would be some statement from Klopp if he made like a first 10 I, minutes. Of- I, I assume that was, he's not going to take him up, but I wouldn't, that was a little 
psychological looks of Trent, which was wake up, I will fucking do it to you. Which, yeah. you know, will be quite it, to get hold of for half time for a tactical change is pretty embarrassing. So, but again, I go back to it and I'll keep going back to it. He's your vice captain. He shouldn't need a mental wake up call to fucking switch on and, you know, play the game. And look, Gordon's done it to a couple of times and you're playing into your own narrative. Just switch on. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. you just, you know, just need to calm head a little bit sometimes, you know. I mean, it ended up being uh, very good in the sense that Joe Gomez was sent out to warm up at about eight minutes because he was needed not too he, long there. Long after that and we'll yeah, not, not too long there after that. Uh, I Luis Diaz has a great run where he absolutely skins Kieran Trippier, wins the first of what turned out to be a humongous number of corners we won today. We must have gotten at least 10 corners. There was a time in the second half we got about five in a row, I think. But The, the frustration with the corners was we saw for the first two, Nick Pope had decided he's scared shitless of crosses. No and he was kidding. flapping at everything, flapping at everything. And then after the first two, we just stopped putting it under him. We just let, we just, we're very good at finding Newcastle centre off. You know, Newcastle were loving it. It was good heading practice, but clearly Nick Pope was petrified of a cross coming in. We just didn't test him enough. I mean, yeah. after 33 minutes, it's going to be very difficult to test him very much. But, you know, <laughs> that was, again, this is my frustration at Liverpool's attacking prowess at times, which is, I think it's brilliant options. Just don't think we're quite clinical enough yet in open play. Listen, second half we'll talk about is it, really good, but I've watched too many games. I've looked forward to those strikers going like they've got all the ability, they've got all the tools. They just need that little bit more of a, a nasty cynical streak just to get you know to when you put on the throat, make yeah. sure you get the goal. And we're not quite doing that yet, but I think that will come. Yeah, it's. I mean, Mo Salah had uh, a chance to cut in on his left foot. Pretty tame shot right at, uh, right at Nick Pope. And then shortly thereafter that, before we get into the two big talking points of the first half, uh, Miguel Almiron has a chance to run at Virgil van Dijk. And Virgil looked like prime Virgil. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he looked confident. He, he manned him up. Yeah, he was big. He was strong. He wasn't doing that go into your shell and, you know, let the attacker do what they want to do. And he forced Almiron to turn back. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. First two games of the season, Virgil's looked back to his best. This looks like Virgil just absolutely his best. You had a comment up there from Chris Golding that said Trent was eyeing Gomez as he was warming up. And uh, come 25 minutes, Trent must oh. have still been watching Joe Gomez because now I'm just going to put this out there. I know that Trent is questioned for his defensive ability. This, had nothing, the... to, this has no. nothing to do with it. It's he took just his eye... an error. He took his eye off the ball. He went under his foot. He like, yeah, looked very... It looked very Steven Gerrard, Chelsea, yeah, 13, well, 14. Right. The ball went, the ball went under his foot. You know, yeah. it looked very similar to Saka. Do you know when Saka passed it back blind and straight to the new, straight to the uh, Fulham attacker? It was that was not to do with defensive mistakes or systems or any any bollocks like that. It was a pass back to him. He miscontrolled it. Guy takes advantage. That's just that's been after football for years. No matter what system you play, whatever, no matter what DM you have, that's just a mistake. And they yeah. happen. It's just unfortunate for Trent. It was like yellow card, potential second yellow card, nearly getting threatened of being taken off. And then it's, it's just like it just followed him around for 20 minutes. You know, yeah, and, it was listen, an avalanche of shit. Yeah, fair play to go. It's a good finish because, listen, Allison 101 does what he does. You know, he's big. Best in the world. Yeah, you know, makes it difficult. And look, too fair to go. It's a good finish. Really good yeah. finish. And you're like, you want to die and you think, for fuck's sake. And I think I text Kev went, just what we need, another fucking gift. Because that's been my frustration with Liverpool is if you get done by good play or things like that, it happens. There's too many of these gifts, and that's two weeks in the run now with give a gift. And it's really frustrating. 
Um, and the captain, well, we're the vice captain, not generous. And the captain, the vice captain, are both at the scene of these gift prizes, their uh, gift crimes. Yeah. I would say, you know, the yeah. bulwark one was Virgil playing the balls of Trent that he doesn't need. Trent miscontrolling it, Robson not cutting it out. This one today, Trent miscontrols it, goes one up, and then the captain gets himself sent off. The, yeah, well, it's even you guys have got to wake up now because you know the focal point is always the captaincy and the vice captain. So yeah, you need to wake up a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's that's the uh, that's what you get for getting that armband or the yeah, uh, assistant captaincy is that 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 level of expectancy is that much higher onto you. But I want to bring it back here. Brian O'Halloran and Alejandro Mate both uh, were questioning Salas' pass into Trent, and I said it in real time before it happens. Don't pass it to Trent. Don't pass it to Trent. Yeah, and he passed it to again, Trent. A bit, he fizzed a bit it at like, him a little quick. Yeah, a bit like the ball before Van Dijk. Yeah. Don't pass it to him there because he's got his yeah. he's got his back to goal. He's not looking. You know, he's not square on, so he doesn't know what's behind him. So it's Salah on similar. So again, on the replay, it's silly mistakes by senior players. It's really annoying. I, I, I have to give Newcastle a lot of credit for it because they showed the replays of it. It might have been shortly thereafter, like in the in the delay when Virgil was getting sent off or at halftime. And Newcastle, like they set the trap. Like Mo got that ball heading back towards our own goal. And his only option really was to pass the ball to Trent. And it was a dangerous pass because Trent was going to be closed down the second that that pass was made. So I give Newcastle some credit for that. And like you said, the the bleach blonde Anthony Gordon gets in and an ex-Evertonian scores on Liverpool. And unfortunately... I, I forgot about this. They were saying he was released by Liverpool when he was a kid. Yeah. They even, said wor- that even, worse. Yeah. even fucking worse. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, we, uh, we've now got two, two games to draw from in terms of what happens when ex-Evertonians score against Liverpool. And it hasn't well, ended well in either of the last two games. But uh, got, two minutes and 20 stuff. seconds was the official timing from the goal hitting the back of the net to Virgil van Dijk seeing a straight red card for a challenge on Alexander Izak on the edge of the Liverpool box. Chris, you are completely confident that this is 100% a red card 10 days, uh, well, 10 days when out of when I saw it, I, When I saw it, I went, he better got the ball. From the angle, the second angle of the show, Carragher, where he's behind Virgil, showing that it looks the angle for me that he gets his ankle and then he gets the ball, which I went, well, if he gets his ankle, it's a ball, it's a foul. And I believe that comes under the, I call it last man, which I've realised now is really old school because you don't call it last man anymore. Did I go score opportunity? Because, and I'm, well, you may have this debate a bit. If he doesn't clip him, He's at least getting he's at least getting the ball to get into a position for a shot, which is a goal scoring opportunity. Doesn't mean he'll score, but it's a goal scoring opportunity. The frustration is if he does that a yard later in the box, it'll be a, it'll be a penalty and just a yellow because he's then not because you can't have double jeopardy. You can't give a red card and a and a penalty because unless you've like volleyed him in the air. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a bit lazy by the by Van Dyke. After we were saying like Van Dyke looked prime Van Dyke earlier. With, Almiron. I don't know why he doesn't just do what Van de Gozer, which he comes across that quick like that and just shows them the sideline, goes like, try and beat me on the outside. If you can, great. But otherwise, I'm not and you cut inside. It's a tackle he didn't need to make. And so when the ref sends him off, VAI is never overturning that. I no. me me and me and Kev both went looks red and people won't like this and people get really upset with it because it's everything about the refs don't like Liverpool and you know, refs, the refs are inconsistent. If that's the other way around and it's not given us a red card and just given us a free kick, there will be fucking murder on social media with all of our... And our chat would have gone berserk. Like, typical, typical, you know, if that was the other way around, we'd have got sent off. I think it's a red. Um, it's Is it the worst red? No, he'll get a one-game ban. He'll be back for Wolves. 
the frustration for us now is Karate's not back to Wolves. Van Dyke's not back to Wolves. Matip goes off with 15 to go. Now I'm hoping that's just a fitness thing and not that he's actually it, got an injury. But I'm like, I think it. I think it very much was a fitness thing. Because I don't like. And Kev pointed this out to me, which is fair, fair enough. And which was like, well, Joe Gomez always knows he's coming off at least half an hour to an hour as an emergency fullback if you need it. Matip is. Well, let's say if I get injured, you're not coming on. So he might have been a bit, you know, only had 17 in his legs. So. That's the concern. That's my big worry. So I was frustrated. I was like, because my thing, I was Bracky, uh, sorry, vice captain and captain have both fucked us over here. You know, I was like, oh, God's sake. So did you just read your own name on the screen there? Is that it was? Because I saw someone shout Bracky, so I'll read that in a minute because I'm probably wrong. Yeah, well, it's Dave Drones on with a comment here. He says, Sorry, Bracky, new rule this year on last person. Genuine attempt to play the ball now, only a yellow under the current rule. So this is something that was thrown up into our Telegram group. What what it doesn't say at the top is, is that. Inside, right side of the box, because they changed the rule a few years ago that said if you make a general attempt a and you give a penalty away, it's yeah. just a yellow and a penalty. It used to be if you were the last man and you give a penalty away, you you were off. It was double yeah. jeopardy. It was a, a double hit, and so you know it's still a bit woolly. Because and quite a lot of the journalists are also saying they think it's a red card, but and I think it was. Oh God, I'll find the name in a minute. I think he made a good point, which is he thinks it's a red card, but this is indicative of what the FA have created. But even when, in his opinion, I think as well, that you believe it's a red card and you think it's the right decision, you're still slagged off because no one trusts anything these officials do. Now, my frustration was, um, I mean, Kev Balls then say, there you go, only inside the, only inside the box is that rule. So again, this is like the misinformation world is, is that, it's how much of that well, text. To be fair, Kevin Ball said we were going to sign Caicedo on the last day of the window last summer. So let's take his opinions with a grain of salt here. That's different. That's, sure. a, that's an opinion. Yeah. No, don't be me. But like, here, so like, my, my it's, my job, it's my job to pick. It's my job to pick on Kev Ball. You leave him alone. That's okay, my sorry. job. That's my I'm job. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You find the you find the right target. You find the <laughs> <little> target. <laughs> my my well, thinking on the red card is cool. is this is now the ninth red card in thirty matches in the Premier League season so far. I have no idea what a red card is anymore. I, I no think... longer know what is a red card, what is a yellow card, what is a foul, what is time wasting, what is dissent, what is handball. Who knows? We're just making the rules up as we go along this year, and I get the strangest yeah. feeling that we're going to hit about halfway through the season, and the, PGMO, the PGMOL is going to change it because it's just not right. Like You remember how, what was that, two, three seasons ago, how they were giving handballs for anything for the first half don't. of the season? No, it was it was halfway through the season. And yeah, yeah, but, like, that, but oh, sh- I like, mean, I'll be honest. If you look at the City handball in the Sheffield United game, I don't know if you've seen it, is no. by the rule, the guy sort of slides it to try and block it, and you see his hand go like back, like he's falling backwards, and he hits his hand there. Penalty? Why? Because he's made himself big, and he's out, he's out the arm with silhouette. But I'm like, but he slided in. You know, you can't make your hands like go behind your back when you slide it in. And it's one of those ones you go in. I don't like that as a rule because like, where's he going to put his hand? It's not to look like handball, you know, made himself big. It's like if he doesn't put his hands there, he breaks his back, you know. So he, here's the, the final rules. question I have about the red card before we move on because we also do have the uh, fat back four coming up this evening, and I had imagined that mm-hmm. Gav and the lads are probably going to have a little chat around it. But if he doesn't give it a red card on the field, does VAR tell him to overturn it? No, because the uh, we know this that they just back the ref. <laughs> They always guess, back the yeah. ref. Yeah, it it does. Whether they whether they should they shouldn't. We've we've seen we've, we've seen, and also the same VR official wasn't it as the as the bloody 
Bournemouth game, so he's definitely not going to do anything. Well, I don't know. It was the same official that didn't give Tyrone Mings a red card when he put a cleat imprint on Cody Gakpo's chest last year in the final home game where you guys were all at it. And, so. and listen, we've, we've just seen Mike Dean try and explain himself about his mates and he doesn't want to set his mates up, which basically, to be honest, Mike, you should have kept your mouth shut because your explanation is even worse than yeah. what you well, the, the comment from Andre there, he says, no, because there's a new VAR directive from Howard Webb to do fuck all. And that's that's about uh, right. It, do, it, does, it doesn't feel to be that way. Uh, GN's asking, is it a one game or... Or three game. I believe it's a one game because it's a technical. I think class it as a technical foul, like two yellows. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not violent like, conduct or. Now the, the only thing that might get Virgil in trouble is he apparently tells the fourth officer to f off. Um, but to be fair to the fourth official, he's going down. He's talking to clock playing. I don't. I you know he thinks he got. You know I don't touch him or you know he's quite annoyed, which you would be because you get sent off. And clock like go down the tunnel and you see the fourth official going to put his arm and have a have a kind of a pop at Virgil. Virgil's to say that f off. Don't you touch me. You don't need to touch me. But then we obviously had the we then had the reaction of the um, Newcastle assistant manager who is synonymous because he's got his own. Have you seen the Twitter account that's been made for him? I, I am I am aware of his Twitter account. I don't use oh, Twitter, but I've heard about this. This Twitter but... account was just it's just him in the center because basically he's trying to get sent to stage, which is hilarious. And well, he's effectively a, the manager, isn't he? Well, Klopp had a dig about him, didn't he? When they said like you're only allowed now one coach in the attack player mm-hmm. at a time, and he goes, "Well, it'll only be a problem for Newcastle." Not having to go anyhow Howe, because just that guy stood next to him. It's like a shadow. Yeah. He is. You know? Yeah, so it's, look, uh, we, we it's, it's, it's like we Middlesbrough. Yeah. No, we're not jumping to halftime. Are you kidding me? Gomez yeah. comes on in the 32nd minute for Diaz. I wrote down, be a miracle to get anything from this now at 33 minutes. So we'll circle back onto that in a little bit. 35 admit. minutes, though. What a save oh, by Allison sorry. Becker. Okay. My oh, God. We were not skipping over this. It, I, that's strong candidate for save of the season. Like Almiron, the ball falls to him. He's 14, 15 yards out unmarked and he leathers the ball. And Allison gets a strong wrist to it. This is the one where you you think it's going to go bar in Allison's mega. It'd be replayed on Sky all season. Oh, the season, what a goal. The save to tip it onto the bar is amazing. But as he lands, he cracks his hand up quick because he realized if it hits him, it's going to go in anyway. It's going to backspin it's, it's in. It's a brilliant double save because one to the bar and then the reaction to push it wide. And you were like, fuck me. And listen, I, I was like, what's the uh, phrase of chimp was out going, we're fucked here. We're going to get absolutely, we're going to get caned here. This is ridiculous. We haven't strung two passes together since we took a player off. Well, uh, and oh, we didn't for about another half Speaking of Gomez, were you happy with Diaz going off? Because we saw in our Telegram chat, a lot of people were upset with Diaz going off. My thought was he's going up for two reasons. One, Gakpo in general is better at keeping the ball and he can drop it, he can drop into the midfield. And yeah. we know we went off the ball game with a, with a knock. And with some what happened with Canato, which was I think his knock or his muscle strain came from having to play a long time with 10 men. And I kind of threw with Diaz. I wonder if Klopp went, he's only just come back from a niggle, he's back from a long-term injury, playing with 10 men, a lot of running, probably not. Not for him, and look, where people are going out, he's not going to take something off. So no. I kind of felt he was the obvious one to come off, but yeah, it, it, to me, it was an absolute no-brainer that Diaz was going to be the one to come off for exactly the reasons you said. Like, regardless of whether he was carrying a knock, and the you know the fitness staff had any say in it whatsoever, I just think from a tactical point of view, you leave Mo Salah on because he's Mo Salah, and he can do Mo Salah things, which again we will get we will onto to in a we'll little bit. That. We will yeah, that, yeah, and and having Gakpo there just allows you to play. 4-4-1 or 4-1-3-1 as it looked like we were playing for a fair bit of the time that we had the 10 men. So I was okay with that. 
For the rest of the second half, though, it seemed to me like it was Joel Anton trying to commit as many fouls as he possibly could while yeah, yeah. arguing with the ref that it wasn't a foul and seemingly being covered in some sort of yellow card Teflon because he did not get a yellow card the whole game. He must have committed five or six fouls. And after every one, he was throwing his arms up and arguing with the ref. Just so it out, Newcastle got one player booked. Which was uh, yeah, I believe that was Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. And that sounds like the fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> um, but Joe Linton, I think they're the only words he knows because he said that quite a lot. I mean, the interesting thing is Trent got a yellow and Virgil got a red, and that was it. Oh, sorry, Nunes got Nunes got a yellow kicking the ball away. So yes. there weren't many yellows in the game, but this directive, like you know, not talking back to the official, not you know, kicking the ball away, seems to disappear very quickly because there was plenty of balls getting volleyed away by Newcastle. Yeah, I, it's I it's the same as my uh, what I said on Thursday about the Arsenal game last there the weekend just passed of you know party and Odegaard you know miming yellow cards at the referee like right in his face and not getting yellow cards for it. So it's going to be an extremely interesting season of ref watch on Thursday nights for uh, oh. Kev and whoever's lucky enough to join him because I'm telling it's you mate, a crap that ref watch. I just generally think each week what we should do is create like a barometer of like. Well, we're really shit, like a shit barometer, and we just go. The atmospheric oh, pressure. Yeah, this one, this one's a three. This one's a two. This one's a one. So we kind of go. Well, they were shit all season, but these weeks they were particularly shit. And these weeks they That's, were. Yeah, I like that. The uh, the Jim Leahy Memorial shit barometer. Uh, anybody that's a trailer park boy fan will. I like painting that. I like painting that as an idea to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we get into halftime. Uh, I mean, my thoughts at halftime were we weren't bad since the red card. I thought Trent really turned it around because from his early yellow card until the sending off, hooey, not good. Like the body language experts were out in full force, I'd imagine, looking at Trent, but I think, I think he really fair. came into the game. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't, wasn't much of a barometer to build up from, was it? Was no, it it's mean? true. It's a low bar, but you know, you still have to step over a low bar, even if it's a low bar. I mean, they didn't, with the exception of Almiron's shot, which Allison saved, spectacularly spectacularly yeah, and miraculously this exposed much first half which was no good but you were thinking like we're gonna have to batten down the hatch it and the worry i had with Liverpool was i think it's been a concern for a little while is and we saw this last year which is the first 15 minutes of second half were pretty atrocious in most games you know we get some games at one nil down or one one right keep it calm let's just start well the first thing we bang one nil down well, we were fantastic last week coming yeah. out after the half. We exactly. Were and, and today we were, wasn't we fantastic, but we were at least dogged. And at least, at least we started to be a bit more, I think we were, I thought up until about the 70th minute, we were pretty crap with the ball. It, and we were sort of creating our own pressure. Just Did we have the it. ball? That's what I mean. I, we had the ball, I don't even know. If, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, the worst press we, was phenomenal. They're, they, the, worst, the way they the pressed it, us with the extra The worst for me were the two fullbacks, Robbo and Trent. Neither of them get off lightly where they get the ball in a good position. And Robbo, that's as he ran to space. You're like, great, he's got space. Look for it. And he would just run at a Newcastle player to give it him back. Or he's yeah. humping it down the left wing. He goes, there's nobody there. What are you humping it for? Just play sensible. Play inside to McAllister, Soboslai, Endo, who were all right on the ball and just keep it simple. You know, it's obviously, we're a side that aren't used to playing with 10 men. We might have to get used to it very, very quickly because it's becoming a, a regular occurrence now, whether you agree with the Reds or not. Well, it's, I like some of the comments from the start of the show, which is just like, why don't we just start with 10 men and then we'll just bring our 11th man on when we need that difference maker in the game because we've actually kind of looked I, better I with 10 it. men. Then. 
I remember the mid nineties, David O'Leary's leads were like that, where they were shite until they went to ten men, and they kept getting like loads of mad wins and mad results. And David O'Leary was like always like saying to see, pretend you've got ten, and they were like it was just ridiculous. But it does prove, but again, this does prove the average. I remember the game last year when we won two nil, and they were better. They played better football. Than I remember them getting slaughtered going it's only 10 men you should be smashing 10 men it's dead easy it's 10 men why aren't you doing this with 10 men we proved the two weeks running now play against 10 men hard than you think hard. and especially we went to a 4-4-1 that's pretty much what we did we just said said mo stick it up front and we're playing in behind here and then we did that i actually thought the best player on the pitch other than allison was dominic sovasly my word he's just strong on the ball he picks a pass, he picks a sensible pass. And when he drives, he glides past players. It doesn't look like he's making any effort, but he glides past players. Good at winning the free kick when he needs to. Got a nasty side to him. You know, it's only three games in, but we really have got some sort of some sort of a bar- bargain here because he is unreal. And to be fair to McAllister, I thought actually he, he did what we needed to do. When we give him the ball, it's a bit of a calm head. Yeah. Um a poor endo. At some point, he'll play a game where we have a full 11 on the pitch and he'll be like, oh, all right, this is what it's like. Oh, boss. Yeah. His first right. game, he gets 11, he gets 10 men. His second game, he gets Newcastle away, which is one of the toughest ways you can get. And he only gets 30 minutes with 11 men. And he goes, right, lad, off you go. Start with 10 again. You know, yeah. so I, I feel sorry for him. I don't think you could judge him yet because he was literally just putting fires out. That was his job. Yeah. You know, yeah. no kidding. He did well. No wonder he got took off because he's not had a Liverpool preseason. And he's had to play two games against ten men, so and he does a lot. He has to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, so. uh, it's just before Endo was taken off. Uh, Bruno Gamaris just absolutely turned him inside out in the middle of the park, mm. and then uh, Anthony Gordon just wastes uh, wastes a chance there. And I mean, we were so under the cosh. Uh, just circling back quickly on to Sabasly, the biggest thing for me is what were we all screaming out for from our midfield last season? Legs. Mm. Yeah. legs that guy can run and run and run i believe he was up at the top of the lactate test in preseason yep. it was well, it shows bit, yeah but also um to be fair to endo and McAllister, they're probably not seen as the most athletic they're certainly not the quickest but they cover some ground yeah i mean McAllister, he may be a little fella he loves he loves throwing a tackle in and he has no qualms about being cynical and getting away with it so again, I think we had a nice mix today of athleticism, creativity, which we'll come to, and to be honest, a bit of snide. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for people having a bit of snide. You know, I loved Mascherano in his peak. You know, I loved Haman the player, not Haman the pundit because he's shit, but Haman the player where they just knew how to. And at his peak, Fabinho had that about. Fabinho, hundred percent, hundred percent, Fabinho. That's what I was gonna, I was gonna uh, chime I, in with I, that. We'll come back to when we will come back to the game there, but. This is where I'm kind of hoping Liverpool do something in the market in the next couple of days. Where literally, I'm just saying, and this is not me dumbing down my expectations, but with the attacking flair we've got in attack and midfield and at fullback, I just literally want a steady Eddie centre back who can come in and just do a job, and another and a young and a younger version of Endo, just someone who just comes in, literally snaps players, looks up, passes it, passes it to the club, passes it to the really good player, and goes. That's all what we need. We- what if we take three of the letters from Endo's name and move them around at a couple of Andre? That's what we need is an Andre. That's what I mean. he, he, people see him as a risk, but we don't need not at all. 
it doesn't have to be like a world beater. It just needs someone who just does a job. Yeah. Because then we've got plenty of other lads who could do brilliance. No, you know? no, no, Chris. Don't you know that we need to have world-class superstars that can change the game at any given moment in every single position at well, all but, times? That's what some well, people seem to think that we need know, in our team, at, but it's not. You City, water carriers. If you look at City, though, they've got a world-class DM. They've got the best DM in, in the world, Rodri. No kidding. Who's also now developed into big goal player. Yeah, he took you know. Gundogan's boots, apparently, when yeah, he yeah. left the club. Yeah, but who's their backup to him? Calvin Phillips, who is a Kleenex box. He's not, he's not a te- he's not a terrible player. He's solid. That's all you want. That's all you need. He's a backup. A solid, all right. He's solid, but that's all you need. Ake, I don't think Ake is an amazing defender, but he's solid wherever you put him. That's all you need. You need a couple of solid players, you know, and that's it. Can someone check the WhatsApp? So yeah, you check the WhatsApp, and I'm going to move us along here. Uh, just before we get to what I think is the turning point of the game. I'll give a shout-out to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Newcastle have a bit of a break. I believe it is Trippier coming down the right wing. He whips a ball into that corridor on certainty, and Trent is right where you want your right back to be, covering, kicks the ball out Mm -hmm. for a corner for Newcastle, and then we start ringing the changes. So the first changes come on 58 minutes. We get Harvey Elliott and Diogo Jada coming on for Wataru Endo and Cody Gakpo going off. Uh, I'll give you an update. Kev's forward here. A comment from Neil Jones, which is Klopp on Mo Salah told... Al Hetiad's story hasn't quite gone away by Sky's Patrick Davidson and Klopp went, for me it has. <laughs> so I think that is as clear an indication as you'll say that no matter what you hear coming out is Mo Salah ain't going anywhere. And <laughs> my personal opinion is Mo Salah is one of the b- biggest Muslim footballers you'll ever beat. He's massive. So how do you keep the Saudi Pro League in the news? Link yourself to Mo Salah. Of course. Do you know what? It sells papers Keeps that keeps that that league in the wider press for another two three weeks, and then that be it. You know, we'll hear it next summer. And also, we're playing a side that is, has Saudi connections. So you know, it also, I mean, connections is putting it a little bit mildly. I'm, I'm keeping it legally <laughs> above board. So legally above board. So yeah, that's it. Uh, speaking of the subs, I must admit, uh, I was fine with Elliot coming on because I went. Yep. One thing of Elliot is you can question his defensive work, but. He knows how to keep hold of the ball, and he's a he's a better, he's a really good passer, and you know he knows how to win a foul. Jota, I was a bit up and down because I was a bit like, well, we can't keep the ball. I think they showed in the first twenty minutes. Liverpool had like under twenty completed passes. You're like, well, if we can't complete a pass, just stick Darwin up front and just bang it to Darwin. At least he'll be a menace or something to give. But hold your hands up. To be fair to Jota, who I don't think his little plays great at, at times. His link-up play today was really good. Won lots yeah. of cheap free kicks. Linked up well. You know, he gave Robertson a bit of cover. Um, to be fair to Jota, he did really well. You know, and he's very lucky not to be um, uh, not to be in the starting eleven. You know, which is a nice place to be when you have someone that good. So, fair play to Cop. Both his subs they made sense because let's be honest, Endo was knackered. Yeah. And who else and came off? Who, who came off for uh, who came? G- G- Gakpo came Gakpo. off for Jota. Who again? Look knackered. So, you know, yeah. to be fair, they, they, they both made sense of subs who came off. So, yeah, I mean, especially with, Gak- with Gakpo trying to both stretch Newcastle when we, the few rare opportunities where we had the ball, you know, he's trying to drive forward and, you know, see if we can get something going on the front foot and then having to run all the way back to get into that second bank four when we're trying to not have the game get away from us. But we make the subs and I feel we really kind of came into the game a little bit. Like we started getting a series of corners. Like there was what one, two, three, four, four corners in about two minutes. Now 
the delivery on all of them was absolutely terrible. It uh, went right to the first man and was headed well clear. But, you know, we were at least getting our foot on the ball because around about the 54, 55 minute mark, there was one point where Newcastle had seven men within 18 yards of our end line. And they were pressing mm. the absolute life out of us. Like Allison is standing on the on the touchline. He's feeding it along. You know, eye the needle pass to Joao Matip, who's standing by the corner flag. And there's three, four, five Newcastle players around. And it was just like, you're watching that. And it's like, this is bad. Like we can't get our foot on the ball. And when we get our foot on the ball, we have no outlet. We're not hoofing it long to anybody. All we're doing is kicking the ball to burn, Botman or Cher. And they're recycling it. And they're coming again mm. and again and again. I was so we start... Really- I was getting really pissed off because I was me and Kev obviously we messaged. I think I messaged you as well, going like, "Look, we showed a bit of bollock. We showed a lot of bollocks to keep them at bay." Because I'll be honest, in the second half, apart from the Almiron run which hits the post, which is a great run, and you know it would have Allison eight saved it, it would have been a wonder goal. You know, you sort of go, we kind of kept them to quite arm's length stuff, which is good. But those corners, I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking like, we're not going to get many opportunities against this side. We don't anyway with 11 men. So deliveries have got to be better, you know, especially the deep free kicks we had where Robertson and Trent were taking them, which, to be honest, we just basically just give Nick Pope a goal kick where they go. Yes. Try again. Bring it backwards. That's where I got annoyed with Trent. Defensively, second half, he got much better as did Robertson. But distribution-wise, they were just... Well, both both the fullbacks, both the fullbacks in an offensive sense were poor today. They were yes. they were both quite poor today. Like Trent's passing, not good. <laughs> he does he does somewhat make up for it involved in uh, the first goal for Darwin Nunes, but we're almost there. Just hold on a second. Seventy uh, first minute, Newcastle makes their changes. Barnes, Wilson, and Longstaff. Timmy, come on for. Uh, <laughs> and, I, he just looks like Timmy. I'm sorry. Every time I see him, he just looks like Timmy from South Park. I'm going to say it every time. Anthony Gordon, Alexander Isak, and Sandra Tonali go off. Uh, I. It pains me in my core to give him any credit, but I thought Anthony Gordon had a very good game. Today. Actually, did uh, kept right though. I could say it now. Newcastle was shit. <laughs> they they certainly weren't a team that has had hundreds of millions in the transfer market over the last you know three windows well, put as, into it. As, well, as it stands now for Newcastle, and this is the reality, which Newcastle fans won't like this, but let's go here. You played Villa, who played into your hands, and you smashed them five one. Fair play. Yeah. You played Man City, who are the benchmark. And you paid Liverpool, who are someone that you picked to top four, but someone you, you know, you're going to be in the hunt for top four again. If both games, especially second half of Liverpool, you found severely lacking. Yeah. Because outside of that Almiron shot that hit the post, was anything else difficult for Allison? Was anything else like a really like, oh, wow, they're going to score? I wasn't like, I was tense watching it thinking at some point they're going to break his open more because I thought yeah. Liverpool would make a mistake. And well, he's, it he's is going. It, Nothing it didn't really happen when you watch him back. You're like, nothing really happened. Yeah. Well, sh- shortly thereafter, they make their changes. There's a long ball that gets hoofed into the box. I'm pretty sure it was by Trent, and it's coming down for Diogo Jada. And Karen Trippier just shoulder checks him in the back. Like, Jada has ball position. It's not and Trippier just bundles him over. You get mad at it because at this point, I was thinking literally the only way we're going to score is a cheap penalty or a free kick on the edge of the box that somebody slams into the top corner. So that not oh, getting given. Sorry, sorry, Matt, you're getting questioned here. Patrick Tuchel is Timmy from South Park. No, it's, I mean, seriously, look at a picture of Timmy and then look at a picture of Sean Longstaff side by side. It's literally like a real life version right. of Timmy. He's just not in a wheelchair is the only so this, difference. He's so this, also- is the joy of, this is the joy of football. So Darwin's first chance is a long ball to him and 
it's the worst first touch you've ever seen in your life because he basically plays the ball behind him when he's cleaned through and sets yeah. up Newcastle on the counterback. I was like, <laughs> he, he, he takes it down. He takes it like the first half of his first touch is yeah. brilliant. Like he ninja kicks like the karate kid through the sky and he cushions the ball. But then, yeah, it goes. It, it goes. And you're like, uh, they, they go, actually, they go clean through and it's a cross come shot, which just drips wide. And you said they're going, the one time we're clean through, which is, shows what she knows as a footballer. Never going to happen again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, um, it feels like we've wasted it. I mean, yeah, Almiron, after Jada was body checked by Trippier in the box, Almiron has his run where literally Moses could not have parted our defense. <laughs> like the Red Sea, the Red defense. Absolutely everybody moves out of the way for Miguel Almiron. And he cuts in, clangs it off of the post. Doesn't even count as a shot on goal. It's not even worth worrying about. Next time the ball goes dead, we bring on, for his first ever senior appearance in a competitive match, Jarrell Kwanzaa and Darwin Nunez. Joel Matip goes off and Alexis McAllister goes off. I was very happy with Joel Matip going off for Kwanzaa. I didn't think Kwanzaa was going to get into the game, but when we had that series of corners at about the 65-66 minute mark, they cut to a shot while we were setting up the corner of Gomez and Matip, you know, getting into position and doing their little bounce around thing. And Joel Matip looked so gassed. He looked completely out of energy. So the fact that we had to bring on a 20-year-old for his first ever senior appearance for Liverpool, the fact that it was Matip going off, who was gassed, I was okay with that. And yeah. okay. great if work, Jarrell Kwanzaa. If, if we do the tune, if we're like the tune version of Tune Trippers, you'd be gone berserk. Going 15 minutes left, they're down to 10 men. They bring a lad on for his debut. Who, let's be honest, half our Liverpool fan base, and I don't mean to disparagingly, wouldn't know who he is. I mean, to be fair, until last week, I want to saw a picture of him. I wouldn't have picked him out in a lot. If uh, it's it lined a load of people have said one of them's Kwanzaa, I've got absolutely no idea which one he is. You didn't watch preseason? No, I don't. I don't, get, I, don't, I don't get excited about preseason. But you know what I mean? Well, that's Jeremy, how you get excited about the kids you've never heard of before. Is you watch preseason? Yeah, yeah. But you, know you convince like, yourself that he's but he's not been hailed as like one of the wonder kids coming through. Not like Ben Doak or no. Billy Comedio two seasons or, ago or Curtis Jones. Everyone knew about Curtis Jones. Everyone knew about Harvey Ellis. I know we bought them, but you know, Curtis Jones, everyone knew about him for about two, three years that he, this is young kid coming through. He was never hailed as like one of the big hopes coming through. So, but listen, I, so give him his credit. He did everything you wanted from him. And there's quite a few times I noticed Trent looked like he was playing centre-back Yeah, when we went to a back four. And he went to right back. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the two kept interchanging. You wouldn't have known. You know, and that's the best thing you can say about this. You forgot it was a 20-year-old making his debut. You're yeah. just like, yeah, you just headed everything clear. But if you're a Newcastle fan, you're going, why are you not saying to like Wilson, Harvey Bars, run at the kid? Let's see how yeah. good he is. They didn't. And Liverpool, to the credit, also defended him. Listen, I was worried McAllister going off because I thought he's so good at keeping Wait, the ball. Wait, a, a, mid, a midfield pivot of Dominic Sabazlai and Harvey Elliott had you concerned uh, we'll come, we'll come, down we'll to 10 that. men? Uh, listen, to be fair, to, but again, both of them, Harvey Elliott again, fair play to the lad. You know, he's, he's had to do a proper job. You know I'm about his biggest fan. You know that yeah. I love Harvey Elliott, and I think he has an amazing ceiling and potential to do great things for Liverpool Football Club, so I couldn't have been happier about that. But let's get to the juice of this fruit, Chris. Why we're here. Oh, the oh. 81st minute, I got... Just, just I so you know, because people like to know what's going on. I four ends. Just one second. On Darwin. Because people also know what's going on my personal life. I'm definitely sleeping in the spare room tonight because I've pretty much screened the house down. One cat bolted upstairs. The other one's hid for a bit. 
shit. My daughter bed, literally, yeah. my daughter literally just picked her head around the corner and went, I gather we've scored. I went, yeah, great. <laughs> okay. And my wife just sat there looking at me, shaking her head. So, you know. <laughs> Trent, so, Trent picks up the ball in the pocket, you know, kind of back where you expect Trent to be. He threads a fantastic ball through to Mo Salah. Like it cuts, hmm. I think. What's what's the advanced stat word? Impact a pass where it, the number of players that it takes out, like it must have taken five, six Newcastle players out that pass that Trent plays. Mo lays it off to Diogo Jada. Diogo's pass to Darwin, not the best. Best? He pretty much it's makes it right. It's, it's, it's very Diogo Jota. It's, it's the right idea. It's not always the right execution, but this is the best description I can give to it. And I, this is not me trying to trigger Newcastle fans was when Darwin got it, as soon as he hit it, I, and obviously after I'd calmed down when he'd scored, that was like watching peak Alan Shearer hit a ball. He absolutely hit it like a train. And I mean that as the biggest compliment because I saw Alan Shearer for years in that position. That was one of his trademark goals, smashing it across the keeper, keeping no chance. But that's what we've been asking for Darwin to do, which is he's got his across and he snatched it. He hits it pure. You know, and he hasn't, doesn't have massive time, a little bit of time to do, but that goal just like, and the, the the lift off, I was like, I was oh. bouncing, I was happy, and then went, oh shit, there's still nine minutes to go. I thought, I thought <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, plus it, plus added time. I thought it was last kick of the game. I was like, get in, we're yeah. through. And I went, oh wow, we're still ten minutes to go. Oh, this yeah. is where we're gonna have a proper kitchen sink job is coming work. here. Yeah. And if we're being critical of Newcastle, didn't really come. Liverpool no, no, it went deep, went compact, Darwin up front, Mo went wide. I mean, when you think of the midfield we had there, we had Mo Salah wide right, Jota wide left, Elliot and Sobbers lie in the middle. If you'd said to me, we'll start with that midfield in the game, can you imagine how much social media and the chat would have blew up? Like, there is no oh. DM, there is no height outside yeah. of Sobbers lie. The rest of the lads are quite short. You're thinking, and then the defence is your first choice right back, your first choice left back, a kid, and your, fourth choice, and your fourth choice centre back. You put into that context of what we were down to. You sort of go like, you know, obviously we're the best keeper in the world, but you are. And listen, this is where the frustration with Joe Gomez is. The way Joe Gomez played today is how Joe Gomez played in the year we won the league. Yeah. Peak Joe Gomez, calm, won his headers, calm on the ball, covered left-sided centre-back, which isn't his natural position, but he's actually out of the other centre-backs, the best one for left-sided centre-back other than Virgil van yeah. Dijk. I can't knock Joe Gomez. So listen, Plenty will give Joe Gomez pelters and look, some of it's deserved, some of it's over the top. But he had to lead the defence with a kid and two fullbacks who are having, if we're honest, stinkers on the ball. So Yeah. And he should, though, you... Chris, right? Because well, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Gomez is the senior member of the playing staff. He is, but he's not renowned as a leader. No. And so, no, he's a very quiet stop character. It. Yeah, I was talking wrong with that. I'm not criticising. Because so, generally in centre-back partnership, you have the leader. And you have the person next to it. You know, if you look, you have two. You know, so peak Rafa Benitez had Cadigar and Hippier, two leaders. But all, normally it was Cadigar and Aga or Hippier and Aga. Aga was the quiet lad. You know, if you look Not at Peak Chelsea. Good. Yeah. You look at Peak Chelsea. John Terry led that side. If you look at Peak Man United. Yeah. Look at Peak Man United. Whether people like it on, whether Rio Ferdinand likes to hear it, fucking Vidic led that side. Rio Ferdinand was the nice one. Vidic was the. The core of that side. That's what you. Well, Vid Vidic didn't lead him when he was playing against Fernando. Torres. No, no, but if you know what I mean. That. So, 
Yeah. Goetz did that and lead by example, which is great. Yeah. But, well, I mean, uh, I would say Sven Botman had about the worst five minutes of his English football playing career because uh, not only did he look like a baby fawn on ice when the ball from Diago Jada towards Darwin Nunes came in and it ricocheted off him three times and fell perfectly into the path of our beautiful man bun Uruguayan. But then shortly thereafter, he's in the Liverpool box and he goes down injured. So uh, Elliot Anderson had come on for Joellington, who again, somehow miraculously escaped without getting a yellow card. And I have no idea how that's even possible. But at this point, I was really, really, really liking how Darwin and Jada were working together. They were giving us a relief valve that we hadn't had pretty much since the yellow card or since the red card had happened. Uh, Botman couldn't continue. Matty Target comes on for Botman. A couple minutes after that, Andrew Robertson, the Newcastle players and fans are screaming for a handball because the ball hit him somewhere in between the two and the six on his back. It I wasn't any. But also, if he did hit his hand, it hit the one that's by his side, he's going to back away. So it's it's just, not, if it's the one up here, you get it. If it's by your side and you got your back to it, you ain't getting it. So it's just never ever a handball. Never. But that's what they it felt like they had reached desperation levels because they had almost an hour to throw everything at 10 men Liverpool. And with the exception of Almiron hitting the post, they really hadn't created much. You know, we were solid in the back. And again, you listed off the players that were in there, Kwanzaa, Elliot, yeah. Salva Sly. And I don't you mean know. that I don't and I, I want to say this, I'm not being disparaging. I'm just going, if you said what is Liverpool's first choice if we had, if we'd lost one? Half those lads are on the bench because that's mm. what they because they're, they're the bench options. That's what they're there for. You know what I mean? So you've got to give that give them credit. You know that's digging it out from that's you know just finding the way. You know, but I, I do think I think that's the thing where I think it's got lost with Liverpool a little bit. Um, um, we could question defense. We could question defense midfield, and I do think that is a problem. I do think that's something to be addressed. But I agree. I think Neil Axon said this on the Anfield Wrap. I think he's right. I think we have possibly one of the best attacking options in the Prem. Now, listen, City have got Haaland and they've got Alvarez, you know, a Foden. And, and Newcastle have good options. Bringing Harvey yeah. Barnes and Callum Wilson yeah. on late in the game, those are solid options. But look what we had. We had Mo Salah bangs 30 goals a season most years. Gakpo, we've now seen it, is the new Firmino false nine, can bang goals. Jota when he's fit, Jota when he's fit is a 15 goal season striker, and then on the bet, and then to bring off we got Darwin Nunes. Uh, sorry, we have got Luis Diaz, who is now starting to add more goals to his game. is a, is an exciting player. is a is a winger who likes to dribble, which there aren't many of them around anymore because most likes to cut inside. And you got Darwin Nunes, who was banking goals for fun in Portugal. And if he's given chances, that's five options. And you got an exciting young kid in Doke. There aren't many clubs that can say they've got that level of options, which is why I was, which is why I was getting frustrated until we got to one, which is like, if we get if we get a half chance, we've got the players to take them. Whereas I think that's been the problem in the past for Liverpool. Sometimes is you've gone, ah, uh, we've got the, we've got the best front three. We've got fuck, we haven't got masses behind it. We have Origi every now and again who will come wonder goals, but below that you go in, below that you go in. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? I attack wise, I don't worry about Liverpool, and that's why I, my thing with Liverpool is. Get two droppers, steady eddies in, and let the let the attacking lads do their thing. But again, Dominic Solomon's like one one, winning for free kicks, four fun. Jada as well. Yeah, and if he couldn't get a free kick, he was making sure his man didn't get past him, and was doing the Joel Linton's, which was, I'm getting the foul, 
it's going to wind everyone up, but I ain't get, but it's a foul that you won't book before. And he yeah. did four or five of them. He's really good at cheap, cheap fouls in areas that aren't going to hurt you. Yeah. And then, let's talk a, about it. Let's talk about I, it. I mean, before we get there, Ashley L is throwing in two amazing statistics for us in the comments throughout. So again, uh, if you're new to the channel, please, if you can, join us live. Get onto the YouTube in the comments. It's the best YouTube comment community oh, in terms Ashley of Liverpool me, fandom. Ashley me stats. I got that oh, this, see, sorry, oh, Chris. You should have led with this. No, Darwin Nunes is the first. he's the first player to come on as a substitute in a Premier League game for Liverpool and then score both an equalizer and a match winner in the same match. And the other stat that Ashley put in earlier in the show was that that is the first time that Liverpool have been down to 10 men in the Premier League and come back to win the game from a losing position when they were down to 10 men. It's the 93rd minute. Allison has a goal kick. He kicks the ball. It is easily hoovered up by Fabian Scher. He heads the ball. It falls in the midfield. I believe it's Bruno Guimaraes. And who's there but the nippy number six fill-in substitute, Harvey Elliott, who steals in front of Bruno, gets the ball to Mo Salah, and Mo Salah slots. What a beautiful pass. Oh, it's the, a gorgeous pass. The Newcastle defensive line, I don't know if they're trying to pull up and play the trap or if they're just the legs were full the, of the lactic the, uh, acid. It, it, it's the disguise in the past that does it. Oh, and it's wait, and it's perfectly weighted and i'll be honest i think this is better than his first goal because he has time to look look take a touch and this is the thing this is the criticism of down which is he doesn't have to think it's instinctive he's brilliant you know there's no instinct here. this was stop, a plan stop look 93rd minute away from home chance to smash and grab this and it's an identical finish to the um equalizer <laughs> and nick pope listen nick pope is a top goalkeeper he is a he top is. keeper He's got and nowhere a tall near bastard. That. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's getting nowhere near that. And it just went off then. And the glorious part of it is there is a picture of Jurgen Klopp telling the assistant manager shush, which will boil piss everywhere. And I absolutely will hear for it. But you know what? What goes around is all around, Chris. But I it, for Newcastle, I'm telling you now, you've got only yourselves to blame. With 10 men, you did not pull the around. This is the plus side that, let's be honest. Don't defend very well. And actually, with 10 men, defended better than with 11, which is batty. You know, the the, the, the least worry we've got now is I've no idea what we're going to play against Villa. Oh, I'm sorry. There's the comment <laughs> of the night right there. Madge Apple says Darwin beats Pope. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Yeah, there's uh, there are questions to be asked about uh, about what's going to be the approach for the next game because... Aston Villa, I mean, I think you can, take first, you can take that first game against Newcastle and just throw that in the freak anomaly bin for Aston Villa. Between losing Mings and trying to play a high line with defenders who look like they had never met each other before that day, they got slaughtered by Newcastle. But since then, okay, Aston I'll, I'll, Villa have been good. But are they a bit like Newcastle? As in, they played a good side and Newcastle, got humbled, had a bad night. They played Everton, who will be in a relegation battle. They played Burnley. Even a, so, he could have beat what's in front of you, but what do you make of the side that you're going to dominate? Now, listen, I, I, I just think, me... I think Unai Emery has gotten a tune out of that team. I mean, John McGinn the, looks the, like... The Arby's a sign of them. Hey, that was my call for player of the season, baby. I think he's going to be the yeah. surprise package in the Premier League. He is and absolutely course... dynamite. Ollie Watkins is probably the most valuable player in the league. 
I think if you take Ollie Watkins out of that Aston Villa team and you put him into any other team into the bottom half of the Premier League, whatever team Ollie Watkins goes into, they're no longer anywhere close to a relegation fight. But he is absolutely gravy. They got good defense. They got good midfielders. They got good, tricky, quick attackers that know where the back of the net is. Aston Villa is... I'm, that is I, that's I'm amazed. Uh, listen, it's because you work with them and it's probably got him. I can't believe that a club higher up on the table than Aston Villa didn't go for Pau Torres. Yeah. I think he's really good. I'm surprised. You know, there's, he would get into quite a lot of the top six sides. Traditional top six sides, comfortably. He's a really, really good defender. He's a left-sided center half. So, I mean, uh, there certainly would have been a spot for him on Newcastle or on Liverpool's roster, that's for sure. But yeah. oh, uh, listen, if, Liverpool, if Liverpool signed Pau Torres, you, you may have gone, oh, box center Love wise yeah. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have batted Ireland if you got Britain. Yeah, exactly. There's that uh, possible issue boxed off because, and I mean, I, how many games is Virgil van Dijk going to miss? Oh, shit. Well, I, he's missing the next one. So <laughs> there's yeah. some questions oh. to be raised there. Jarrell Kwanzaa to start against Villa. How about that? Let's go he absolutely ridiculous. Sure. He might have to. <laughs> depends what, no, depends I, what I, I, what I think, I think Magic will be fine. He'll be fine. Hopefully. You put, a, but again, put him in a back to tank for six days and he'll be he'll be fit firing and ready to go. Uh, well, unless by, unless by next week we've got a new centre back and new DMs designed. You never well, know. Well, hey. That's uh, there's a Thursday transfer deadline window Premier League weekend review uh, referee idiot watch show that's going to be an absolute yeah. banger. I'm imagining. I, I, the, I uh, think uh, well, fr- I think transfer window closes on Friday. Doesn't try the first. I, shit's a giggles. We should just do a, uh, the last time of the transfer window. We could have some fun with that. Wait, the transfer window closes on Friday. Friday the first. Oh, Gav, get a show going. We'll all get some cans. I don't have yeah. to work on a Saturday, so that sounds yeah. like a real good just fun you, time. You being careful, we can have a, we can have a giggle. <laughs> Yeah, there about you go. Liverpool, uh, I might look a lot sad on anyone, and we'll just go, ah, oh, well, let's see what I Van Dyke won this three games. I don't think he will. I think it's only one because it's not violent conduct. Yeah, he's oh. a negative Nancy, that Kev O'Sullivan. Don't believe a word he has to say. It's only going to yeah. be one. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get out of here because we've pretty much gone through the majority of the minutia of the match, and we do have the Fatback 4 coming up in a whopping two hours and 12 minutes. So get a can, everybody comes in. Yes, exactly. You've got you got a couple you got a couple hours to take the dog for a walk, get a bite to eat, grab a couple more cans, and be back here for uh, Gab or, and the fellows. Let's go. I'll just watch all the Newcastle highlights and watch everything to do with this Newcastle game, which be there'll be loads of highlights. The guy, yeah, I'm just killed. There's gotta be there's gotta be a Newcastle Mark Goldbridge, I imagine. You know that. Just watch Mark and, Goldbridge. Cause it'd be devastating anyway. I mean, to be honest, I hope with Sky release that they don't seem to do it as much now when when it, the results aren't what Gary Neville wants. Watch Gary Neville's reaction because to be honest. I've never heard a man so heartbroken. Oh, by the way, it's the first time I've watched a game with Peter Jury because I didn't. I was in a pub watching the. I the wish Jersey. I had Peter Jury. Oh, Peter Jury. It's such a breath of fresh air. And right. here, it's him. unfair. Chris, he used to be the international guy and he's been stolen from us. And now I don't know who we had. They were fine today, but I saw on Reddit they had the highlight of Darwin's winning goal and it was with Peter oh, Drury, who is now on oh. local commentary. And it's not fair. I used to get oh, Peter Drury basically a, every other game. He's a dream. He's an absolute dream. I know he is. It's bullshit. Unfortunately for him, he has, to, he has to put up with Gary Neville, which is a bit unfortunate, but you know. Yes. So before we get out of here, we got two final things. The first thing and most importantly is that we are still working with our charity partner, the 12 Dublin women from the GAA club who are quickly approaching the date of their Dublin City Marathon that they are running in October. They are raising 20,000 euros for breast cancer research and awareness. We are a few thousand away, maybe 2,000 euros away. So we just need to get over that final, final hurdle, the final hump. That's always the hardest bit. I think you call this in the distance running game, hitting the wall. So we just need to push mm. through and get through that. So 
If you're watching the show live on YouTube, you can check out the link is in the description. If you're listening to it afterwards on a podcast download, it'll be in the show description. If you're on social media, any of the Day Tripper social media, it'll be the pinned tweet on Twitter. Please, 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 if you have any amount of money to spare, or if this is a cause that hits you close to home, which is, I mean, like a 50-50 <laughs> chance, please just go in there and uh, chuck a couple of quid, euros, dollars, whatever you've got to the ladies that are raising this money for it. That would be absolutely fantastic. And then the final thing before we go, Chris, yes, who was your man of the match, and why was it Darwin Nunes? It's Dominic Sutherland for me. It's very, it's between him and Allison. Listen, Darwin's the winner. I get that, but based on the full ninety minutes, it's Ali or Sutherland. I'm just going to go for Sutherland. He's, he's the new guy. I think because I just expect release from Ali, but I'm going to go yeah. with Sutherland. I'm assuming you're going with Darwin. Well, I mean, I think it has to go to Darwin. Just when you come off as you come on as a substitute and you're down to ten men and you score two goals to end up with the most amazing smash and grab you've ever had, and you're like, well, at Actually, least this season. Yeah. This is Liverpool fair, we're talking about. I, so. The manager deserves a big pat on the back because let's be fair, all his subs performed. I did what we wanted to do. Yeah. Nailed, nailed every it. sub. Well, if we nailed agreed it. with that, Simon, and I can hopefully say something I wasn't sure about, but you went. You can't argue the subs all did what you wanted them to do. So but not only yeah. did not only did the subs work, I would I would venture that our substitutions changed the game because before we made our first raft of non-enforced substitutions, so not counting the Gomez for Diaz in the 32nd minute, but when when Harvey and Jada came onto the field, we couldn't get, get our foot on the ball, we mm -hmm. couldn't hold the ball, we had absolutely no way of threatening Newcastle's goal. And we make those final four substitutions and bang, bang, bang. Get in, baby. So, yes, but I think Allison is an absolute shout-out because if that ball uh, from Almiron goes in, if Allison doesn't make that save, then we're talking about uh, a completely, completely yeah, different that, ball that game. Was, that's how much of an eye-pitch this game was. I mean, listen, we were an eye-pitch away from going. Doing that one of the shows where we go, that's four points from three games, you know, two different that's ways. That's not that bad, Chris. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. It's not great, but it's where now you're going, oh, look at this, seven, seven points, two difficult away games out, out the way, and we're only – you know, with seven points. I just I'd said at the start of the um season, if we could get ten points from the first four games, that's a great start. That's all you need. Well, you know, we are we're, on we're on the march on for course. that, aren't we? On course we for are it. So. On, yeah, well, and our first four matches, I mean three of them, those are pretty tough, pretty tough games. Because like I, I know there's a few other people out there. Neil from the Anfield rap is a big proponent of the think about the league in two parts. There's yep. nine good teams and there's eleven shit teams. And I, I'm 100% on board with oh, that. Villa's in the good, Villa's weeks, definitely in the good. Villa's definitely Villa, in the good. Villa, Newcastle, and Chelsea are all in the nine good. So that's three in our first four against the better teams in the league. So if we can pick up a win at home against Villa, we go into that international break with three wins and a draw. We are, we are laughing, baby. Last season, we just, weren't in the top four once. And we're sitting there nicely it, now. So last, last season at this point, after three games, we didn't have a win. We had <laughs> a draw. That's all we had is a draw against Crystal no, Palace. two draws. Two draws. We, we drew, drew Fulham. We drew Fulham, oh, we drew Palace, I, 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 and we lost United. That, that felt like a loss. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> might, it might as well have been considering the uh, the omen it was for the rest of our season. But well, yeah. that's enough jibber-jabber from us. Everybody knows that the main show is coming up tonight. I'm not sure who Gav has on. I imagine it will be some combination of Emmett, Shawnee, Keith. If we're lucky, it's all three. It's a proper fat back four. 
they're going to go through the game in a little bit more broad strokes. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be the fat back four, and then we're going to send someone off after 10 minutes just to make it feel like a real joke. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. Well, it's, uh, Emmett, Emmett's phone has probably not been returned yet, so he might not even be there to begin with. We'll just start down a man, and it'll be all good from there. So that's been all from us. Thank you very much for joining me, Chris. I've been your host, Matt. It was an absolutely lovely, lovely day for the Reds up in the north of England today at Newcastle. It finished at St. James's Park. An 11-man Newcastle 1, a 10-man Liverpool 2, up the fucking Reds. We're out of here. We'll see you guys after the next show on Full-Time Reds. Come back for the Fatback 4 in two hours and six minutes. See you later, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.